Machine. My name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. Up for a cracking one this uh, today? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Oh, hey, Chuck. Okay, then let's... Uh, why don't we go straight into it, because I can't wait. All right, let's do it. Cool. What can I say that isn't uh, absolute praise for uh, Wallace and Gromit? It's, it is an absolute classic for me. Um, so going back to the beginning, I, I was re- introduced to Wallace and Gromit by my uncle. And uh, so I, the first one I ever watched was A Grand Day Out. Soon to be uh, put on was uh, The Wrong Trousers and eventually another one which was um, uh, A Closed Shave. And obviously there's the, uh, a matter of life of a loaf and bread, but so we'll talk about that right after this one. And uh, so this, uh, for me, was uh, going to be the phenomenal one and uh, definitely have to say while uh, I uh, turn off my phone um, one of th- one of the films that uh, I was really looking forward to when it was announced and that is Wallace and Gromit's The Curse of the Were-Rabbit and for me this film is phenomenal yeah it's actually funny that we mentioned about Wallace and Gromit because um, you know it recently you know the voice actor behind Wallace had passed away I, I believe it was last year yeah, or the year before. So, uh, you know, rest in peace. Uh, uh, P- Peter Salas. P- Peter Salas, yeah, so rest in peace to him. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But another thing that we have to mention is that, you know, for uh, this is the second movie that was uh, produced by Ardman Animation, with the first one being Chicken Run. So, um, you know, uh, Wallace and Gromit has a bit of a much more, um, you know, fo- uh, has a much more stronger following uh, then, you know, something like Chicken Run in which, you know, Chicken Run was based off of like a, an original story. So seeing Wallace and Gromit based off of shorts, you know, having a theatrical movie, it was definitely a bit of a risk. But I think that it definitely paid off because, you know, uh, I believe that Wallace and Gromit was actually nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. Uh, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I actually went out on the first day that it got released and uh, every everyone in that place was laughing. Like mm-hmm. uh, and uh, maybe it was. I do admit, maybe it was because obviously it's you know Wallace and Gromit is a British uh, trait is a is a British product, and uh, so and it's something that uh, that I would say the vast majority of people have grown up with in uh, in the UK and uh, dare I say it's probably you know Ardman Animation in in the UK is just uh, it's a it's one of the, I'm trying to find the best way to probably describe it because I wouldn't say it's on the on the par with Disney and I wouldn't say it's on par with uh, some of the other American properties out there I, I do admit that they're probably bigger but you know for Ardman Animation that fact that they had that kind of that British charm like uh, you know, kind of like, I guess you could say it's kind of like Cosgrove Hall when uh, they when they did Danger Mouse and they did uh, uh, the Avenger Penguins and uh, they did um, I, I guess you could say it's um, it's another it's another British success story I guess you could say yeah that, uh, I, I, I'm sorry I actually miss I actually uh, missed um, 
um, interpreted the, um, the the nomination. They actually won the Oscar for yeah, Best Animated did. Film. Sorry, I thought, I thought that's what I thought you meant. I thought that you said that they actually. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I meant. I'm sorry, yeah, but yeah, a- yeah um, uh, Howl's Moving Castle was actually nominated for this one, which it makes sense because it was released in Japan and then we got it in America a year later. And then the third one was Tim Burton's Corpse Bride, which uh, it was all right. Must have been another weak year for animated films if you know Corpse Bride was in it. Well, Corpse Bride was a bit of a, a I guess you could say, a kind of like a frozen effect. I mean, it, like it kind of developed this cult following and then he just expanded. Like uh, I st- even to this day, I, I still see, so. I still see, I still see cosplayers still going as Corpse Bride. I guess okay. so. It, it, to me, it's just okay. Yeah, yes. So anyway, going back to Wallace and Gromit. Uh, so the story is is that uh, t- uh, t- there's, there's going to be this massive vegetable competition, and uh, everyone's worried about that. The vegetables are going to get eaten by all sorts of pests, and obviously they have a rabbit infestation currently going on at, at this time. So uh, it's up to Wallace and Gromit with their anti-rabbits uh, and pesto devices uh, to go around and uh, capture all the rabbits and uh, make sure that uh, they uh, uh, make sure that they don't harm the vegetables. And so uh, the problem is that they're having to do it in a humane way, which is uh, where they basically capture them and put them all in like you know battery uh, hutches and everything underneath the uh, underneath the house, and uh, it gets to a point where it starts to become uncontainable. And uh, so uh, I guess you could say, you know, I guess you, I don't think you can compare it to Ghostbusters. I don't think because uh, like, it's kind of difficult because you know comparing it to Ghostbusters, it probably is the most easiest way to compare it to because you have a guy who's busting rabbits if you want to say it <laughs> um the only difference is is that you know grandma doesn't talk so he doesn't have like a lot of like one-liners and you know wallace is you know very charming so um you know you have like a group of two as opposed to like a group of four and you know it takes place around the countryside in the uk as opposed to like in the new york city uh, I guess maybe you could kind of call it, call it like a British equivalent of Ghostbusters for like younger kids, but it's still very, very different. Mind you, can you imagine if Hollywood had total control over this? It'd be kind of like, you know, if something's furry and it looks too cute, who are you going to call? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. Mm. Uh, the, uh, uh, I'm pretty glad that uh, Army Animation still, still retains uh, uh, control they, they over Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I think uh, in regards to the story, I think it's very strong. I think because you have uh, you have enough for obviously the predicament that uh, uh, the town is currently going through, and uh, you have uh, aspects enough for there to be conflict between obviously you know uh, Wallace and uh, and then obviously the uh, the villain of the movie, which we'll get into because I have a lot to say about that. Unfortunately, we're not very good things to say about that, but unfortunately, yeah. but um, I mean you have Lady Tottings and you have like the little romance going on between that him and Wallace, and uh, so the um, and also you have the, the, the townspeople are a riot. In 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 this film, every single one of them, and uh, I love Peter K as the uh, the police officer in this. I think yeah, he's he, really hilarious. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a well known uh, British comedian, and I, I, I the, the 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 probably the most funniest line I love from this whole thing is that when they're all gathered up in the church and when uh, they they're trying to figure out why what caused all this ravaging of like eating all the vegetables, and uh, he turns around and says, "Well, I believe it's arson," and they all turn around and say, "Arson," and he's like, "Yeah, someone arson around." One <laughs> 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 of you lot. It's like, and then. Uh, at that point, we oh, and and the priest, you gotta love the priest. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the he he's the one that makes everything so over dramatized in this whole thing. Like uh, through um, you know the uh, the over religious uh, um, iconography 
of it all and uh, the um the, the, the and building up the superstition of uh, of what's going on you know outside of the uh, what's actually kind of like what's transpired if you will so mm-hmm. he's the one actually you know bringing the haunting of the were rabbit and uh, creating like all this uh, uh, you could say it's quite you could say it's quite metaphorical how, yeah, how it, if, how if it, you want to compare a character from Ghostbusters, he's he's kind of like the Lewis, in which, you know, he's very neurotic and he's kind of panicking all the time and mentioning about, like, the different monsters and ghouls and ghosts that are haunting around New York City. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be kind of like a comparison. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do it first here. I'm actually gonna try and not give spoilers away because I really want people who are gonna be listening to this to actually watch this. Okay, Actually, that so, sounds uh, good to me. Yeah, you know, if, if, if you're for us, you know, because I know we kind of go into spoiler territory with all of these films, uh, pretty much, including our favorite Pixar ones as well. But uh, I, I, I really don't want to spoil the end of it all for the um, for people because uh, I, I really, I really want people to kind of like see this. But uh, I think what they did with the with the were rabbit, I think, was very very clever. I think yeah, because... it is very and cl- it's very very action packed and it's very suspenseful, which I really did not expect to see. Yeah, but the Were Rabbit itself, like it, it, it throws you like you know this whole time you kind of have the idea of what you think the Were Rabbit is and what caused the Were Rabbit because there's one bit of the movie where obviously they try and uh, uh, stop the rabbits in this experiment of like thinking about vegetables. And like, uh, mm-hmm. and they use Wallace's negativity towards vegetables to try and stop the rabbits from doing that. And it's the result of that experiment. And you, I think, oh, why? So that's the reason what's called the rabbit. But, but no, like you know, it uh, it, it kind of throws you it throws you a massive curveball. Like in the uh, at the end of the second act, and uh, it's like it's uh, it's it just comes right at you when it's first revealed that oh wow, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And like, uh, I just love that about it so uh that, that that that's great about it as well so um yeah the 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 priest is all right i mean what do we think of lady tossington uh from yeah, playing she's, Helena. She's okay. you know she you know she kind of like flirts a lot with wallace and you know she's kind of like very hoity-toity at times but i i mean she's all right mm-hmm and uh, I think because uh, um, they they kind of like allure into that uh, you think that them and Walls are going to have a relationship. In actual fact, uh, apparently in the uh, in the deleted scenes, they actually had uh, Lady Sausage actually going off with uh, Albert McIntosh, the police officer, actually. Huh. And so uh, yeah, I, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, I mean it's in the deleted scenes scenes on the DVD. But uh, the yeah, and like I just think, uh, and you know, you could you probably imagine the. I mean, obviously. Chicken Run took a long time to do, and uh, but yeah. apparently, like Wallace and Gromit, the Curse of the Were Rabbit had a massive production time. It well. makes a lot of sense because you know stop motion takes a, a very very long time to do, and because um, you know this is Wallace and Gromit, I'm sure that they you know brought in a lot more people to work on this movie as opposed to like the shorts in which maybe it just took like a handful of people like maybe. I don't know, like a few months to do, but it's, it probably took like maybe years for them to do this. Yeah, I just think that uh, it's just so cleverly done as well. And on top of that as well, it, it makes you feel like you're actually in this town. 
like you know you're that like, you're like within this whole this whole area because you know you're you're either out like out in Ray Lady Tottington's uh, estate, like in, out in the countryside, or if you're in uh, actually within the streets itself and everything. And not to say that uh, you know um, I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, the wrong trousers or if you've ever seen. I uh, have. I have seen yeah, I have seen them. Okay, so I mean, the, 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 not to say that they don't do a good job, but they only give you like half an hour to kind of like take it all in. This movie gives you eighty-five minutes of it. And, yeah, uh, I, and, and not to mention that I, I think that they've learned a lot of you know doing doing Chicken Run to working on Wallace and Gromit because Chicken Run was their first theatrical feature, and the fact that Ardman was known for their shorts, um, especially Wallace and Gromit was their most famous. I felt like they really needed to step up their game in order for them to show off that hey, you know, we can do animated features just as well as. Um, anybody else and I think that you know with what they learned from Chicken Run and the experiences of doing the Wallace and Gromit shorts they were able to put it together and it shows on how hard they worked on it yeah it does I, I urge anyone to watch the uh, the making of this because uh, you can see how much that's going into it. and some of that as well it's not just the um, the stop motion it's like it's, it's uh, the, this is the stop motion is like probably like obviously the, the very physical aspects of this but they still have to make a movie out of it like you know they mm-hmm. still have to go through the the, uh, the scripting stages they have to go through the storyboarding stages they have to go through the music stages well by the way the music for this uh, is phenomenal I think, and uh, it, it really puts you in the atmosphere. When it wants you to be scared of the were rabbit, you're scared of the were rabbit. Or if you if you want to be, uh, if he wants to put you through a comedic movement with, with Wallace and Gromit, and uh, and if he wants to create this eeriness as well, it it, it just does it. And uh, you're you're there, and uh, also and so the the sounds as well. Like uh, when obviously you have. Uh, Gromit, who's like waiting around in the uh, in the van, and he's waiting for Wallace to like get the uh, the van g- going again, or trying to retrieve the uh, the decoy uh, that that mm-hmm. scene. And uh, you're kind of just sat there with with Wallace and uh, sorry with Gromit in the car, and he's there uh, just like knitting and like uh, then obviously turning on the radio and uh, trying to like uh, wait for him to come back. And then he hears something, then turns it off. Like you know, the the, the way they did the sound for this, and the, the way they created the atmosphere and the music accompaniment that goes around with it. Oh, I love it! I absolutely. It's, it's great. I really it's, love it's, it. it's wonderful. This should be. Um, if you, anyone who wants to create a great atmosphere in a film, should watch this movie and say, "Okay, this is how you do it." You know, it's. Um, yeah, I just think that's uh, it, it, it knows how to what it, it knows what it's doing. Yeah, basically. and you know, I, I think that um, you know, for anybody who ha- don't know anything about Wallace and Gromit, if you were not introduced to the shorts, this is a great way to start things off. Mm-hmm. So, but you should definitely watch the shorts, though. You definitely watch the shorts. I think uh, no, no, no doubt about that. So, um, unfortunately, out of all the great stuff that we have in this, like you know the uh, wonderful inventions that uh, Wallace comes up with, uh, with the, um, the the townspeople in it, and uh, the characters and the music and everything like that, there is a big negative to this film, which uh, unfortunately is probably the biggest sin I think out of this all. Now I, I want to explain this before obviously explain. So um, you know you had the grand day out. And you had yes. obviously the, uh, the the enemy of that was well yeah, I guess you could say it's a sympathetic villain I guess you could say was the machine that uh, obviously you've had to put the quarters in and then it uh, okay I don't exactly know what it was but I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it either so I do apologize about that but uh, you know the I guess my favorite villain I think out of all of them I think definitely has to be Feathers McGraw in uh, the Wrong Trousers 
I mm-hmm. think, and uh, you know the fact that there's this penguin who presents. Everyone thinks he's uh, he's this chicken, and uh, oh my, it's so funny when he takes off that glove and and while she goes, oh good grief, it's you. Like <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. So like, uh, and uh, and then obviously I think my second favorite probably has to be Preston, which uh, obviously is uh, modeled off uh, you know this uh, idea of like this um, machine that's just gone totally. Buz- uh, haywire and gone bonkers. Yeah, which with Wallace being an inventor, it's it's understandable. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole uh, aspect of it as well. And mind you, is like the one thing I was. I guess the one thing that kind of puts me off making that my favorite villain of uh, Wallace Gromit is like his actions weren't really all that explained. Like uh, mm-hmm. he, no, no, no one knows why. Why on earth would he be programmed to start wrestling? It's like, you know, I mean, in regards to, like, I mean, the Terminator, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator, the Terminator made sense because obviously it was a machine sent back to the, uh, to the, to the past to obviously kill off Sarah Connor so that, uh, the, um, so that John Connor would never be born and would stop the uprising. So, right. you know, the Terminator in itself makes sense. Preston, unfortunately, in regards to the way he's programmed, doesn't make all that much sense. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of what makes him, you know, I guess my second favorite villain because while he is pretty cool, he's not really all that well explained. True. I think, and uh, you can, you know, see, and also there's the. I don't know if you ever seen the uh, A Matter of Loaf and Bread. Uh, I have uh, not seen that one. No, it's uh, well, that one's in regards to uh, the Baker-like girl. She's the villain of that one, but uh, I won't go too further into that if you've not seen it yet. But um, you know, in, but unfortunately, out of all the villains in the Wallace and Gromit franchise, Victor and his dog Philip has to be the weakest of the lot. And unfortunately, and it's shocking it, too because he's portrayed by Ray Fiennes. He's known for playing asshole villains, you I know, know. Whether, it's, whether it be like Ramesses from Prince of Egypt or Voldemort from Harry Potter or Amen Goeth from Schindler's List. You, it's a kind of guy that you just despise. Yeah, it's like it's uh, and yeah, the only other person I could think of, which uh, you know, I could think I could make him more despicable, would probably be Gregory, Gregory Irons, who played played Scar in The Lion King. Like you know, it was. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a shame that uh, you know they had this really talented villain uh, actor who can play villains brilliantly. You know, he is Voldemort at the end of the day. At uh, Harry Potter, one of the most despised enemies of uh, of cinema, if not in if not in literature, and uh, and he's he's brought into here to play a Wallace and Gromit villain. You think he's going to be the best thing, but he's not. He's the weakest thing in that film, and uh, yeah. it's it's so disappointing. And and just so stereotypical too. Just like he's just this like upperclassman who has a dog, and he just hates Wallace and his invention for absolutely no reason. Apparently, like he's jealous that you know Lady Tauntington is like really attractive to Wallace, even though Wallace doesn't really see her that way. And you know he's kind of like getting the wrong um, idea, and it it, it it really sucks because you know you would think that maybe his actions would probably be a lot more sinister. Yeah, but, but I guess, you know, for Wallace and Gromit, maybe they well, thought, no, no, no. oh... Here's he- the thing. I think, I'm not saying that his uh, his thing is not sinister. I just think it's stereotypical. It's, it's something that we've already seen before. Like, uh, we, we know, we, we're familiar already with this villain. Like, uh, if you've not seen Beauty and the Beast, and if you've not seen um, some other, I mean, what other, what other movies have this type of villain? Oh, you, know. you mean like um, you know the rich, handsome, good-looking guy like Gaston? Yeah, and like uh, dare I say, you could even say, uh, I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? In uh, uh, I'm not doing very good with names today. Uh, the, the, the 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 prince in Frozen. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Hans. Hans, yeah, Prince Hans. You could say that. Uh, you know, th- this is a villain that we've already seen. 
Like, uh, yeah. yeah, like, if you've never seen any other villain ever in another movie, then obviously Victor will come as a surprise to you. But if you're cinema veterans like me and Patricia, and uh, who have gone through the Disney Renaissance era, and have gone through the, the best uh, best aspects of Pixar, and uh, currently going through Dream Machine, DreamWorks films on Dream Machine as we speak, like, this is a villain we've already, we're already familiar with. And uh, it, it's it's a shame, really, because uh, I mean, uh, the, it made me feel like, uh, oh, well, maybe um, you know, I, I don't know. It would have been nice, kind of like a surprise. Like, I don't know if uh, Victor decides, oh, well, um, I'm going to need some help with this, so I'm going to spring Feathers McGraw out of prison, and we see him again. Maybe that probably would have, you know, instead of having Philip, he probably had like Feathers McGraw, kind of like you know, uh, chasing him down and like uh, you know, trying to uh, you know stop. All sorts, you know, to get to get revenge for what happened in the wrong trousers. I admit, then it would mean you have to explain what happened in the wrong trousers and expand the expand the time of the film. But uh, you know, it's just like uh, Victor on his own, and Philip is just a, is just a throwaway character. I mean, I think any, uh, and also on top of the jokes that he did as well. Like, uh, like I do admit they come out of nowhere a little bit, and they did get a massive chuckle from the audience, and they got a massive chuckle from me. I will admit that. But uh, you know, in regards to the villains of this film, the, you know, comparing them to um, the other villains we've had in uh, Wallace and Gromit, they're not the strongest. Mm, yeah, I guess they haven't really like mastered like villains as of yet when it came to like you know uh, featuring them in a in a theatrical movie because they would do slightly better in the other movies. Yeah, I do admit there's one scene I do like, which is where he's with the uh, when he's with the uh, the Reverend and uh, he and like they're saying like, uh, okay, you in order to beat the were rabbit, you need nerves of steel and a bullet, and like they go a bullet, and then there's like a thunderclap after that, and he's like, yeah, a bullet. It's like a bullet like yeah a bullet like a bull and like he kind of goes on like that that bit was funny i do admit that and uh, mm-hmm. watching the watching the um them do the screen tests for that is so hilarious to watch because uh, they very much had to put like fake hair on a guy and like had to model off for like what the lighting would be and stuff like that so you know watching that was quite was quite fun but uh you know there's there's nothing much else to this villain really except uh, maybe just the antics that kind of like just go on around him rather than kind of like him himself like uh, he's a he's an unfortunately he's an interchangeable villain and he's not that great and we're probably not yeah. going to he's he's probably the last person we'll remember in this film unfortunately and that's a massive shame yeah it is yeah who knows we might get a maybe in the next Wallace and Gromit thing we might uh, get a better villain who knows yeah um well for this would be actually the last um Ardman animation film that would be uh distributed from you know well actually the second to last animated um in Ardman animation film to be distributed by DreamWorks because well we'll t- we'll discuss about that another time on you know how eventually Ardman would shift over to Sony to have their movies distributed yeah well uh, maybe depending on uh, I mean, here's the thing like Ardman animation for me I feel you know they can do things some things right i think the majority of things they can do right i think yeah. yes of course they they're not perfect by any any imagination i think i think pixar i think has told us about the how you know studios have mortality i think i think i think they definitely tell. but in regards to uh, arm animations uh, the majority of stuff they do is actually quite is actually you know quality yeah, I, I still feel, in my opinion, that Early Man is their weakest film because even after watching that movie in theaters, I still don't remember anything about it other than is that, that a, stupid plot twist. Is that a DreamWorks film? 
just a is, no that is no, not that okay. is sony okay then so uh yeah so guys yeah. unfortunately we can't tell you about our opinions of early man yet because you know obviously we need to do a sony <laughs> series before we start doing that and oh my goodness will that be pretty <laughs> will that be kind of hard to stomach yeah, but, well, but uh, don't worry we will be discussing about our final um arm animation film to be distributed by dreamworks but unfortunately we're not going to end on a happy note with that one no i guess not but uh Anyway, so, um, I mean, we've been through this, even though regards of what we've just uh, ranted about in the last couple of minutes, uh, I still believe Wallace and Gromit right now is probably the strongest DreamWorks DreamWorks film that we have. Yeah, it's a debate on whether some people prefer Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run, but yeah, it's, uh, I I would say that, you know, with their own property, especially that since Wallace and Gromit is very well known amongst, uh, you know, people who grew up with it, then yeah, I think that it might be their strongest film. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, it took, surprisingly, it took $30 million to make, which uh, I think is actually, is that half the budget of Chicken Run? I think. Um, well, Chicken Run cost $45 million, so um, at least about, like, maybe one-third. Yeah, so it was uh, it was ge- it was cheaper, and surprisingly enough, uh, they got a massive bang from their buck for it as well, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I believe. So, uh, in its uh, release, it was, um, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find the... Uh, the numbers here for it but, uh, it made 193 million dollars 193 million dollars so yeah you could say that uh, it uh, made a lot more than its budget whether 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 dreamworks would have considered it a massive success or not i have no idea but uh, mind you it won an academy award for best feature and uh, it was uh you know it was a second dreamworks to animation film to win after shrek so yeah uh, well uh, yeah that's true because um shrek and then wallace and gromit so yeah, I'm surprised that, um, you know, the movie that followed with Wallace and Gromit, um, you know, with the Aardman animation was a box office failure, which well, we'll discuss about more. But yeah, I'm glad that Wallace and Gromit did win because it just showed you that, you know, um, you know, something like Wallace and Gromit can, you know, be Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. I think uh, eventually, I think we'll, I'll probably, I'll probably we'll talk about Wallace and Gromit, I think, in far more detail, I think, you know, after talking about this. I really do want to talk about this uh uh, this series that Arm Animation brought out. And so, yeah, and it's a shame that, you know, nothing new came out of Wallace and Gromit. It's been, like, ten years since... Well, there was um, there was a, a matter of loaf and bread, so there was... Yeah, that was, so, what, I, that was what I was talking about. T- that came out ten years ago. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, y- you know, um, I think eventually we will... It's kind of like the Muppets, you know, they'll, uh, they, they they go away, but then they start to come back again. So I think I think eventually we will see something Wallace and Gromit related, I think, somewhere in the future, hopefully. They will, yeah, unfortunately, have to... Repl- Exactly, I was just about to say, they're going to have to replace Peter Salas as Wallace, though. Yeah, mind you, like, I don't think Peter Salas uh, played Wallace, I think, in the video game. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he played the Wallace in the video games, I don't think. So there, oh, are, okay. there, are, there are people who can, obviously, replace the role. Who that's going to be, sure. we, have no, we have no idea. But, um, yeah, so uh, it, I do admit to uh, you know, hardcore Wallace and Gromit fans, it won't be the same without Peter. And I, I do admit that uh, 100%. It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, why how people kind of like argue how Kermit the Frog's never been the same since uh, Jim Henson passed away. You know, and you know, that was a long time ago. Like, uh, yeah, everyone yeah. kind of de- defines Kermit, Jim Henson as the, you know, the Kermit the Frog sound if you will, and, uh, I mean, it's a lot easier for Hey Arnold fans, because obviously they have a plethora of, uh, Hey, you know, Arnold's to choose from in regards to, uh, Yeah, exactly, voice, but... <laughs> there are six voice actors for Arnold, and, yeah, and but... people have chosen their favourites. Well, seven, you if you, seven if you include Rusty Flood, who played a younger Arnold, but, uh, I mean, um, yeah, I think, uh, in regards to, um, uh, you know, Peter Salas, I mean, we're gonna miss him de- deeply, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think, uh, 
that's definitely going to be uh, whoever takes it. If Wallace does come back and they give it to somebody else, I think we're going to notice. Uh, I think the hardcore are definitely going to notice what uh, how different it is. But uh, who knows? You know, yeah, they could yeah. be, they could find somebody who uh, has the same has uh, has that passion for it. So who knows? Well, yeah, but um, in the meantime, I'm glad that uh, you know we were able to have a you know a really great movie to discuss about in 2019. Which I know that we kind of said that Madagascar was okay, but hey, at least we got something nice to follow up on. Which unfortunately, next week we're gonna go back into the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but uh, until then, I'm Aaron, <laughs> and I'm Patricia. Uh, take care and have a cracking day. <laughs>